as long as the deal is good, right? Why not? Yeah. Right? And yeah, how much mom and pop? It's when uh, when we requested lease documents after putting on the contract. Um, we asked Joe to get some lease documents or financials, and Joe went there. We expected a PDF and Excel sheets, but Joe ended up getting a box of documents. Yeah. He had to personally sort out and scan manually. I think a couple hundred pages. Wow! That that mom and pop. Yeah, no, I, we're familiar with that. I and mean, again, this is not my story, but just because you probably never heard it. Ours were were like written notes. All right, guys, welcome to another amazing show. This time I'm so excited because I have my boy Joseph Lee. We're both uh, Jake and Gino uh, students, and uh, he finally closed on his first deal, multifamily deal. So I'm very excited. I always wanted to have him on the show, and uh, it's been overdue. I mean, I, I told him as soon as you close the deal, bro, I want you in my uh, in in our show. So a little bit about Joseph. He's a he's a, he's a believer. He's a father, lawyer multifamily apartment syndicator and investor. Uh, he's a true people connector. He's hooked us up with several people uh, uh, all this time that we've been students at Jake and Gino. Uh, he's a status quo hater, strategic planner, uh, Pilates studio owner. Man, you got to tell me about that stuff. And entrepreneur wannabe. Well, now he's an entrepreneur. He's, he got into a big deal. So let's talk about it, man. Tell us tell us more about yourself, bro. Hey man, hey man, thank you very much for having me into your show. Uh, I'm I'm honored and I'm very pumped up. It's ten o'clock at night, but still, we're on fire, man. We're on fire. Nice. All right. So, so tell us, tell us, tell us about yourself, bro. Where where you come from? How you started? You're a lawyer. Uh, how how did all that start? And then how right. how the the real estate venture? How how did that start? How did how did you get into real estate? Okay, so um, you know. Uh, I'm an immigrant, right? I, I came to the U.S. when and, and it, it was like a, a month shy of 18 years old. So I became 18 years old when I just came to the U.S. I worked nonstop, just like other immigrants were doing, right? Just throughout the college, uh, after the college, just a few more years, I probably had like a 10 to 15 different jobs back then. And finally, I go to law school with a dream of being this cool, wealthy professional, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, so let me let me tell you a little bit, a little, a little bit of what I had to do back then. So picture this: so working full time, I was working full time back then, nine to six as a paralegal in a law firm. I had to cut one hour each day to make commuting time to the school, and I so I had to work on Saturday to make up that five hours from weekdays for free because I, I offer that. So six days a week for two two years and a half taking night classes, I went through law school. Nice. I'll done my classes around 10 uh, p.m. I'll go to 24 hour coffee shop, study because I know if I go home, I'll fall asleep, right? And I studied till like two, three in the morning. I go home and get some sleep on the couch, wake up, go to work around 8 p.m. I mean, eight in the morning. And, and these, these are the days that I had for two and a half years just sleeping maybe three to five hours a day to catch up the amount of study in a law school and work full time. And after all these sleepless nights in, in 2013, I took New York, New Jersey bar, I passed and became a lawyer. And during law school, I became a father of two girls. And I thought, finally, this will open a door to become some sort of financial freedom, right? Uh-huh. Fast forward, 2018, still hustling working hard, hours and hours, sweaty, but was nowhere close to rich or yeah. in, in financial freedom. So, you know, I mean, as a lawyer, I make some money. Maybe some people think it's a good money, but I would spend all in New York City through living expenses, paying the bills. And, but, you know, don't get me wrong. I, I, I love my job. I still love my job. So, but it was just that each year I work harder and harder, but you know, it's, it's just not going nowhere. And I got fed up with that reality. Um, yeah. One day, right, I, I grabbed a book and I realized, oh, I'm trapped in a rat race, just like as a W2 employee, regardless of how much money I make, right? I realized mm -hmm. for the first time, you know, in the beginning of year, three months or four months, essentially you're working for free for government because you're paying taxes of 35% or 40% of income. 
And I realized there are many ways to write off the taxes, but because I was a W-2, I, I couldn't do that. And this was like a tunnel without a light at the end. So, you know, in, in the fast forward, I concluded that I, I must become a business owner, some sort of, or investor eventually so that I could build passive income stream yeah. with tax benefits. So what was a, what was a book that, that you read that made you realize that you're in a rat race? Well, it was, uh, it was uh, Robert Kiyosaki's Rich Dad Poor okay. Dad. Just like, it's like everyone's classic, right? Yeah. Uh, practically, practically, I don't think it gives any, any practical steps to become a rich or anything, but it was just mind blowing and it, it just up, turned upside down in my mind. That's what I tell people, man. Cause people ask me sometimes, you know, I recommend a book to people that have no idea, you know, uh, and they're like, what book do I read? And it's like, do, what do you know about real estate? It's like nothing. Well, read this book. And I tell them it's, it's just a story that will make you dream about things that you can do because it tells it in a simple, in a, in a simple way that you're like, oh, I, I can do this too. Now, when you get in the needs and greets of the business and, and how to execute the business, now you need to ed educate you more. But once you have a, that dream, and you believe that you can do it, you believe that you can be the guy in the book, you're like, oh man, I can do this too, you know? I mean, education, uh, you have to get that education too and, and the networking is a lot of grinding and a lot of work too, but it makes you, it makes you dream big. You know? so, right, so right. You. Definitely, definitely. And that, so that book was the game changer. Again, mindset shifting, right? So I started looking for my ideal investment vehicles. Okay, wh what should I do? I mean, still working full time. Um, but studying again was not easy, but I knew I would find something if I kept pushing. Um, 2019, you know, uh, I, I, I tried different things. Like I did some stocks, mutual funds and REITs, and I finally landed on multifamily apartment investing. And just the, the benefits comes with it. It's just, you know, it's, it was just no brainer not to do it, especially controlling side of, uh, of it, not the market controls it, right? Yeah. So, so let me, let me ask you this, man. Sorry to cut you off, but I have this, I have this impression, right? I don't have any friends that are lawyers. I'm in the military. You go, you know it. A lot of the audience knows it. I'm in the Marine Corps. Um, and, and all I know is Marine Corps, right? I've been doing it for 20 years and I'm, I'm thinking lawyers, doctors, um, engineers, you know, they have, they have these, these, these paychecks, you know, I mean, they, they have, you, you have this, this, uh, um, uh, salary that is 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 high you know i mean that's what we think and you guys have this uh, network of people who are very successful you know financially um financially you guys get paid very well and and i'm thinking that everybody in the circle knows about this type of investments is that the case uh you know what not really i think it's mainly it's because I, i'm from new york right and in new york um when they think about real estate investing, they think about mostly flipping, keeping it uh, long-term and just sell it so that you could get the money. Um, so more of an appreciation market here, right? So okay. this multifamily investing and to, to us like individuals is really not the game that we thought we would play. That was more yeah. of like an institutional money play here, luxury apartment markets, condo markets. So they, I mean, I have many lawyer friends, but they don't really get this type of so, concept. So they're just grinding. They're on the right race. They got these blinders on and they're like, hey, this is all there is for now. You know, W2 lawyer, this is my career. Let me focus on my career. And they don't, they, they haven't been taking those blinders off like you did when you read that book. Exactly. Right. And, and, and they think when they think an investment, it's for them, it's more of stocks and REITs and, you know, mutual yeah. funds. And again, and when it comes to real estate, it's more of a house or duplex flipping, things like that. Nice. Um, so it, it's different from multifamily uh, apartment investing strategy. Okay. So you went, so you, you read the book, 2019, you know, you, you start trying to get into, into, I mean, how did you not get into, I call it the other rat race, you know, where you get into flips and you get into a small multifamily or, or um, uh, residential uh, homes. How did you not get into that 
rat rates of the residential real estate. Okay. So first of all, I was actually looking into duplex and triplex small. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was listening to the podcast. Uh, all these gurus like, you know, Green Cardone, and Michael Blanks, and they said, um, you know, go bigger because of this benefit. I mean, essentially what I wanted was a system, right? I'm not a person who enjoys hands-on uh, fixing or being a handyman, dealing yeah, with tenants. <laughs> yeah. um, so to me, if I have to do that, it's not like, invest, it's not an investor. It's another active income that I have to spend my time. But what I wanted yeah. was passive income, right? So I have to think it this way. I, I, unless I own a business system, this is going to be another job that I'm creating. And the ultimate goal that I wanted was freedom of time is not going to be achieved. Yeah, because now you you have the job, which pays well, right? And you thought you were going to be rich, you know, by doing, by by getting into law and and you're trying to take care of your family, but that doesn't mean that you want to work, you know, 12, 14 hours a day and not spend that time with your family. So that's basically what you saw in multifamily, right? That's true. That's true. Um, All the benefits I saw from multifamily investing make sense uh, than single or duplex. Okay. So what happened in 2019? Well, so 2019, again, after, after looking into all these different vehicles, um, I landed on multifamily investing. So I did about a year of self-studying going to biggerpockets.com, you know, reading postings and, you know, listening to the podcasts, um, and I was doing it for about a year and I, I thought I was taking an action, but I realized it was not really taking an action. It was more of passively just absorbing all the information and, uh, and, and I found myself going nowhere. So I decided to take further action um, by surrounding myself with uh, like-minded investors and, you know, highly motivated people. So I started looking for uh, mentorship groups and mastermind groups. Okay. And uh, what, I mean, did you join anybody else? Because I mean, I already said, I already uh, uh, brought it up that you, you and I are uh, Jake and Gino students, but did you join or did you do anything else be, before you found Jake and Gino? No, I didn't actually, I wasn't actually part of any other groups. So it was just, uh, I was vetting. I was looking into other programs, Michael Blanks, Joe Fellis and all that. But Jake and Gino group came, resonated the most with me. You know, it started from a uh, humble guy, pizza store, uh, pizza restaurant owner and, you know, drug sales rep and became, uh, they built an empire and that resonated with me. Um, they were from New York too. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I like them. Yeah. Okay, cool. So you joined Jake and Gino and, and what happened, man? Tell, tell me the whole experience. Tell me the whole uh, it, it there's some emotional roller coaster. I wanna I wanna tell the audience because you get into you get to to know you know people like yourself and, and other people. You know we got Hendra, we got Nico Salgado, and, and hopefully I have Nico in, in the podcast eventually. And you got you got other people that that you and I know in, in in having common relationships, and we try to help each other, right? But yes, but you also you also running against we also running against each other to to be able to close on a deal and and sometimes we hit these walls right where especially right now with the market covid and all that stuff we hit these walls and it's an emotional roller coaster because it's like my god is it ever going to happen to me so tell us a little bit about that okay so after joining uh, i joined around february i think march of last year mm-hmm. and uh and it was not easy because i had to convince my wife uh you know this is a, this is good group, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I think she had a little bit of, um, I, I, okay, to, between you and me, I mean, it's not gonna be between you and me now, <laughs> but yeah. it was like, what, what do you do? You go to seminar? What, what is mastermind? You sure this yeah. guy's a little legit? <laughs> right? Yeah, and, and, no, I, I'm with you, man. Women tend to, to be more, uh, they ask more questions. And they, they tend to question everything and analyze it. Even, even for analytical guys, women tend to go the extra step 
and, and be more cautious about it. So I, I understand what you're saying. Right. So what happened, man? So you talked to her, you, you convinced yeah, her. Eventually became supportive and we spoke to Josh and Gino and I decided to join. And right after I joined, the pandemic happened, right? Yeah. So, I mean, I was like, ah, oh, come on. I was supposed to go to all these like boot camps and meet these guys, but all of a sudden it got shut down. So, uh, and that was like, <laughs> the feeling that I was like helpless, right? Mm -hmm. Why now when I just joined? So I had to do something. I knew uh, this community has a lot of good people. So I started networking through Zoom, um, like maybe meeting like two, three people a day, every day. And thankfully, since the COVID hit, Zoom or uh, Facebook, this virtual meetings got, I guess, all the attentions now everyone is taking more seriously before i was mm -hmm. not comfortable with talking to new people through videos right mm -hmm. but after that we had no choice we were kind of forced to do that and it kind of worked for me in the end the, because the pandemic i was able to meet a lot more people because i'm not limited uh into a specific area now i yeah. can people from california i can meet people from Virginia, other states, nationwide. Yeah. So nice. it was very nice. It was great experience. Nice. Yeah, especially it's good for the introverts. You know, mm -hmm. I, uh, I'm i not an introvert anymore, but I used to be. Uh, and I had to force myself. The Marine Corps kind of forces us to 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 step out of the comfort zone when it comes to to take leadership roles. Mm -hmm. and, and you... I say you have to fake it until you make it because they give you a rank. You, as you go through ranks, I mean, you have to step in front of people and, and direct them to do whatever it is that needs to be done. And, and sometimes, even though you're scared, you're second-guessing yourself inside. It's like, okay, do I have to, what it takes to to do what needs to be done to, with all these people, you know, to take charge of all these people. It's like, well, I, I wear the rank. I cannot show that fear. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but I can see it. I can see it with, the difference that it is to interact with people through a computer mm. than it is in person. You know, there's a lot of stuff that, I mean, you only see the face, but you don't see the rest. I mean, I could be shaking right now with my hands and you don't see that. Um, so it's, it's, it's different and you can put a different persona as well mm. online, which helps a lot because whenever you do it live, I mean, you already know these people, you know, from the get go from, from being online. So that's, that's pretty cool. Right. Right. Yeah. And I think if you can change the perspective, before I never thought about, you know, making friends this way other than just casual friends, but I'm talking about more different level, like partners, just like yeah. partners. If you think about it, I never met Joe in person. I never met Handra in person and this is still possible. Yeah. And I think it's amazing. Right. So I think it's, it's because the group full of great, like-minded, highly motivated people or go-getters, they, they are willing to help out each other. This is just great community. Definitely, bro. I, yeah, I understand. So, so what happened through, so you, I know for a fact that you haven't been able to be in, in the events, in the live events, right? Mm -hmm. But how, I, I have been, right? And, and, uh, and you know the markets, and it's not a, it's not my show, so we're not going to talk about you know what I'm looking at. But how did you fast forward to okay? You went through the classes, right? Mm -hmm. you, you were on the Monday Monday classes. Right. You went on the uh, underwriting pod, and I and I know this because you threw me under the bus on the first pod. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah. So that was good, man. That's when we started, you know, uh, becoming friends, and we make it fun for the audience right. out there. Right. It's like. Yeah, we, we, we have these people and we make it fun. We, we, we joke with each other. We throw each other under the bus for different classes and different uh, things that we do uh, for the community. Uh, but so, so you, started, you started attending all this stuff. How did you come to, how do you get that team together to close on the deal? And we'll bring up the deal later and you tell us more about the deal. Okay. So I think, I think I, I, emphasize to others too, but I think partnership is very important, right? Since I was coming from out of state uh, and not investing in my backyard, which is New York City, and not even close states like New Jersey or Connecticut, my main witness will be, I need to rely on someone, right? 
I have to find someone who can be a point person or boots on the ground um, to have a deal with me together. Otherwise, I'm not going to make it happen. So that was the first goal when I was joining the, uh, the Jake and Gino community um, to find a partner that I can trust. So I started talking to people and asking their opinions and partners and different markets. And I soon realized, oh, I, I can't just approach and ask them to become my partner without being able to tell them what kind of value I can bring, mm -hmm. right? So I started, I stopped looking for partners, but and then instead I started looking into myself, like what kind of value I can add. So I looked, I wrote down what I can do um, as a lawyer. So, and I started putting myself out there like that. So. I said, my biggest value will be my legal training, even though I'm not a real estate attorney, all the legal things I can help to review before bringing it to our attorney and spot issues, if any, which, he, which in turn will save some money for us, right? And I can even draft some general, simple legal documents if you need it. I can review third-party vendor contract together. We can negotiate terms. That's all I do with negotiating with insurance companies all day. And... Based on my experience, you know, being, having an attorney and the team gives instant credibility to potential mm -hmm. sellers and other lenders. So all these things I was able to put out there. And I said, look, this is the value I can produce and provide to you. I'm looking for someone who could be my boots on the ground. Nice. That was how I started talking to people and network during the network. Yeah, I remember, I remember you and I had that conversation and you told me all this stuff. And, and that's pretty cool that instead of you looking to see what people can do for you, you start looking, you know, uh, inward and be like, okay, what is it that I can do for people? So people can choose me, you know, uh, right. that, that's, that's pretty cool. So what happened next? So, yeah, at one day I was doing, uh, so we had like a pod calls, like, in Jake and Gino, a couple of people are grouped together for accountability uh, purposes. We talk. And one day, uh, my partner, now partner, Joe Sullivan, uh, sent me a message. I don't know if it was a text message or call. He wanted to talk. So we got to, we got to talk on a Zoom. And he, tell me, he told me, look, um, I'm looking for a partner. Uh, I think um, I could be a boots on the ground. And I'm looking for a partner. But based on uh, the value that you could provide, I think you're, you could be the type of partner that I want to partner with together in the future. Mm -hmm. So that's how it clicked. So we started talking together for the potential deals and we started uh, uh, underwriting deals together. That's how, how it started. Nice. Yeah, I know, I know Joe personally as well. We met on a... Uh one of the events and he's a great guy man and great guy man such yeah. a great thing how how many so okay let's so you guys found the deal through joe right uh this deal was actually the first deal we closed was from joe's friend who knew the okay directly. okay so let's talk about let's talk about the deal let's let's fast forward uh we know we you, you attended all the education you started networking like crazy because I mean, we, we all do it in this community, right? We talk to each other. We talk to a lot of the same people that, uh, I mean, we both talk to similar people and a lot of people in common. And we always talk about deals and we help each other uh, all the time. And for our audience, I mean, it's, it's, it's a community that we're never looking at, at each other as a competition or hiding anything from each other. We're always trying to help each other. Joseph has connected me to other people um, I've connected people uh, 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 to Joseph and, and to other people in the community. So it's, it's, it's very helpful. Uh, we're, I don't know. I feel like we're in a family, even though we don't know each other personally, you know, we haven't ever shake hands. Uh, we, we talk several times. We, we joke to each other. We text each other all the time. Um, so how, when, how did you guys build a team? So how many, let's say, for example, the, uh, the deal that you guys structure, right? You found the deal, how do you guys come up with the team? Are they all from the Jake and Gino community? Do you bring people from the outside? How, how did that work? Okay, so uh, the, the partnership for this deal. So first of all, this is JV. It was, it was not a syndication. It was joint venture. Okay. 
Um, so after I met Joe, you know, after we started underwriting deals together, um, we felt a need of having another uh, person who has more experience than us uh, to be a part of the team. So we were thinking, and I thought about another amazing guy from, from Jake and G, the community. So Handra Timbunen. Uh, mm-hmm. We had him on the show. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Right. Right. I remember. Yeah. yeah. So I, I, you know, I spoke to him and conveyed the idea of, I know you don't invest in Kansas city market, but me and Joe were, you know, sort of underwriting together. Um, we think if he, if, if someone who's who has more experience than us can join the team will be very nice and i thought about you and joe thinks highly highly of you so if you can join together that'd be nice and Andrew said let me think about it i'll speak to my wife uh mercy and then i think maybe a couple of days later if not a week um he said you know what we decided to uh, do it together with you so since then, we started looking all of this together. I think throughout 2020, uh, we looked a lot of deals together. And finally, um, this 40 for unit deal, we got that on the contract back in October of 2020. Nice. So how did that feel? Man, it was great. Like, I was like, I was like flying, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so let's talk about, let's talk about the first deal, man. You know, cause that's a deal that it, it kind of changes your life. It makes it, it makes it uh, tangible. It was like, oh my God, I can't, I actually have something. It, it, it takes one deal, you know? Right, um, right, to, right. To, ex- to explode. It doesn't matter how big, how, how small it is. It gives you, gives you a sense of confidence. I just like, hey, this, this, this can happen to me too, you know? Um, yeah. and, uh, after that you can scale or you can stay the same or, or, Hey, they, that might be it for you. You know, it's like you, you probably don't need more, but, um, let's talk about like, okay, finding let's first finding the deal uh, for the audience that, that are listening to us and they're probably saying, well, how do you structure this type of stuff? You know, you talk about JV, we usually talk about syndication. We talk about bigger deals, mm-hmm. but this is a JV joint venture where the three of you come out together and, and it's like, well, it's three, um, I, I want to say three equal parts, you know, not to make it so difficult, but everybody has different skills, different things that they bring to the table and to, to be able to close this deal and manage it. Mm-hmm. So, um, so how did that work, man? You, how did you guys find the deal, first of all? So finding deal, like I said, was, was from uh, Joe's friend. I, I believe it was Steve, knew this uh, owner. Uh, so it was just a direct uh, seller, direct off-market uh, because he knew the owner. So we didn't really have to compete with any of them, right? So it was just us. So in that sense, it was easy for us to deal with the seller. And the seller was true mom and pop owner and very motivated seller. He wanted, he made it a front clear that he wanted to close this in 2020. Okay. So we were like, okay, as, as long as the deal is good, right? Why not? Yeah. Right. And yeah. How much mom and pop? It's when uh, when we requested lease documents after putting on the contract, um, we asked Joe to get some lease documents or financials. And Joe went there. We expected a PDF and Excel sheets, but Joe ended up getting a box of documents. Yeah. He had to personally sort out and scan manually, I think, a couple hundred pages. Wow. That, that mom and pop. Yeah, no, I, we're familiar with that. And again, this is not my story, but just so you, because you probably never heard it. Ours were, were like written notes in a piece of paper and the owner would send us pictures of it. And we didn't know anything about mom and pop before. Like, what the hell is mom and pop in, in, in a bigger pockets? You don't, they don't mention that much, you know? Um, and because, I mean, a, a, a residential property is not mom and pop. It's just one person that owns it. You know, it's not a corporation. It's not it's not huge and doesn't mean, need that much management. Um, so when we're getting all this and, and I used to ask the same questions, like, can you send me a spread like a, like an Excel sheet? You know, because we're buying a, a portfolio, multiple units. How, how do we do this? And she's like, no, this is all I have. This is this is the rent. And this is what I spent, and this is the unit. So, you know, like, oh my God, man, it was a pain in the, in the but, butt. But yeah, yeah, thank God it was not a back of the napkin, right? 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. But okay, so go ahead, man. So they, so it was a true mom and pop. They sent you a bunch of deals. Right, right. Um, you all had to scan it. The deal wise, uh, the property wise was forty four unit apartment, nineteen sixty three vintage in Lawrence, Kansas. It's all comprised of uh, two bedroom and one bath, which is nice. I mean, we we like the fact that it was all two bedroom and one bath, right? And um, average rent was approximately compared to other apartments surrounding areas. Hundred fifty to two hundred dollar lower in average, which it tells us there's a huge upside if we can manage that well, right? Mm-hmm. So, and uh, you know it's been over ninety percent economically occupied, and uh, we did eighty percent of loan to cost so that we could have eighty percent of uh, the rehab cost as well uh, from the lender. Nice. So I think I think lender. Um, did the great job with us and we were able to get a good uh, rate and 18 months IO and rehab cost of about $250,000. 18 months IO. Can you explain what IO is for the people that are probably not familiar with the... Uh, oh, sure, sure. So um, when you say um, IO, it, it means interest only. So when we uh, get the loan, the loan will be typically, uh, let's say, seven year or 10 year or some years balloon. So, but first certain amount of months, they will allow us to only pay interest only, not, uh, not the principal amount. So we could have more cash flow upfront. Nice. That's what I wanted to get. Yeah. It helps. It helps with the financing and, and for, for the owner to kind of stabilize because they're not paying as much and not bring principal. Uh, mm-hmm. For those people that cannot picture it, when you're paying principal and interest, the payments are higher. But when mm-hmm. they take that principal out, you're only paying interest. It's, a, it's, it's only a small amount for a couple couple of uh, a months or maybe a year. And it helps the uh, the owners to play with more cash and be able to stabilize those uh, um, those assets. So that, that's, pretty, that's pretty important when people are dealing with a multifamily. Right, right. And um, you asked us, uh, you asked me about the structure. So yeah. Um, as opposed to syndication, JV, everyone is active. So everyone has to have some kind of role and be general partners. And, um, you know, they're going to sign the loan because JV, uh, this, we, we did it through a community bank. We didn't do an agency. So this is non, uh, this is a recourse loan, um, which means, uh, if we default and they could come after us personal level. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. And, um, okay, so for the team, right? Everybody, everybody is is, is similar parts, you know. Uh, when it comes to the pie, mm-hmm. uh, what do each person on the team is bringing to the uh, mm-hmm. to the partnership? Okay, so well, I mean, as opposed to syndication, again, when when it comes to JV, the equity will be split pretty much based on how much money each person brings in. Okay. Right? So everyone has to bring in uh, the equity first, like the, the, they have to bring in the investment money. Mm-hmm. And other than that, obviously our role gets divided up between Joe, uh, who's being boots on the ground and talking to the property managers there. And I decided to do more of collecting uh, the monthly uh, information from the property managers, sort out, try to do some sort of like a bookkeepings and make sure things are aligned. And so you're basically the asset manager. Right. Yeah. I see everyone as an asset manager. Yeah. Uh, but I try to take that kind of role so that I could be a more help. And Handra is more of he because he's more experienced. He oversees things and uh, Mercy is helping out. And also in the team, we have Marco and two other partners, Jared and Jason. Um, it's, it's their first time being in a deal, but so we are giving them some roles. I'm talking about Jared and Jason. So Mm -hmm. Jason is following up with the insurance company. Jared will be following up with, I believe, um, on, on getting the CapEx reimbursed from the lender, right? Marco is obviously experienced. An advisor. Right, an advisor, and he's he's like a counsel. He he's mm-hmm. everything and making sure things are moving well. Nice, yeah. And and, and the fact that that we're students of, of them, and Marco is a is a great guy. 
you know, uh, like like you say, he's very experienced, uh, right along Jake and Gino. Uh, he's Gino's brother, um, and and he's he's taking care of you guys as well. That oh, that, that, that the deal does like, yeah. Is he's like he's like Godfather. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Sorry. You know he's Italian, right? <laughs> so oh, yeah, dude, we we've had him before. On uh, uh, we had a deal where he was trying to help us out too. It didn't it didn't work out. But yeah, I, I know Marco. Yeah, he has he's a nickname of Crazy Balls, and he calls yeah. me. And we have like all we all have like nicknames. Joe is yeah. Joe uh, Seller Direct, and yeah, I know. Had I, Hendra should have one too. I, I I'm gonna ask later. But nice. But, no, yeah, no. Marco's a great guy, and the fact that he's he's amazing. with you guys on this deal as a, as a Godfather, like you say, he's he's the mentor. Um, he advises. You know, he can see things um, way clearer than than most of us because he's gone through much, mm-hmm. through so much. That, that he can tell, you know, it's, it's good to have a person like that in the team mm-hmm. that that can tell you, hey, no, this is not how you do it. This is how you do it, you know, because you are 100% sure that that deal is going to be effective, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that's that's pretty awesome, man. So so you guys went through the deal. You guys closed. You guys structured. You guys financed it. Um, what's, what's the plan? So you said it's mom and pop. That means that uh, it wasn't well-managed. Right. Or maybe it was it was managed to a point that, mm-hmm. like you say, he has a lot of upside because you can make him more professional mm-hmm. and then and then raise the rent or, or maybe uh, lower the cost. Um, what was the structure? What's the business plan for this deal? So. Before the owner was not really paying attention to this property, so it was there was a definite maintenance, definitely. And we're keeping the original sellers uh, property management company. Um, we, in the beginning, we were thinking about changing it, but we, uh, Joe met with them. I had a call with them together. I think they're nice guys. So we decided to give them a try. Mm-hmm. And, uh, even the property manager said previous owner didn't really give them a go ahead to when they were trying to fix something. Right. I think, I think the previous owner to him, I think he, I believe he refied twice already from this property. So he actually just having cash flow, right? Yeah. So he didn't really have to fix anything. So I said, okay, let's, let's, uh, we said, okay, let's do it with them. And now our goal is, um, we're trying Sorry. to. Hmm? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Go ahead, bro. I'll, so, ring. I'll edit it. We had, um, we had about three vacant units when it just closed. Um, which we're trying to turn and testing markets. Um, we had a lease that was up and she renewed, the tenant renewed it uh, without doing anything. We didn't even clean or anything. She just renewed it with the $60 bump. So we tested that. Okay, so no work whatsoever. We, we were able to raise $60. So let's try with, uh, with a turn to units, right? So I think last week we heard... Um, the turned unit was leased out with $200 bump. Nice. $200. So our plan is just keep doing it, turn the units, making sure we were able to, we were able to uh, bump the rent at least $150 to $200. And if that plan goes well, I think within like a year and a half, we could probably do a cash out refi. Nice. Our walking cash and cash return is above thirteen percent. So, if we could do cash out refi in a year and a half or two years, we could probably push the cash and cash return above sixty percent. Oh man, that's yeah. awesome! This is an awesome deal. Yeah, oh well, that's awesome! Hey, dude, I'm I'm very excited for you guys. Last thing, bro. Um, because I mean, people people listen to these things and they think that it's so easy. You know, you just summarize everything in 30, 40 minutes, mm-hmm. uh, without without details. You know, it just is it's either yes or no, or maybe laugh at it. You know, conflicts. You know, uh, uh, things that, that that piss you off during the way, um, things that got you frustrated. Were there a lot of those, or was everything like a smooth? Uh, Smooth ride because you have talented people like Hendra and Mark on your team. Well, I mean, the, I guess the deal itself uh, was not that difficult for me 
because I don't know, I was just having fun. I, I, I learned all the stuff, although I'm not perfect. And I witness, I'm witnessing that the education is being applied to the real stuff. So I, I don't think I was having any hard time. Some hiccups here and there. Yeah. It's just like, just for example, last, like right before closing, uh, we were waiting to hear from our attorney that it was closed. But then one of the partner said, Hey guys, I just realized my money was not wired. <laughs> <laughs> so it happens. I just want to, I just want people to realize that this is a small hiccup, but if, if things don't, it, it gets stressful. Am I right? I mean, for, for a little second and it, and it might be maybe a, a day or two where it's like, Oh my God, bro, we're going to lose this. It was just, I was like, what the? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. No. So yeah. But, but this is where the lender relationship comes into play. The lender was kind enough to still continue to close. Nice. And told us make sure that guys' money gets wired tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. No. That's good. And and the and the fact that you had a good relationship with the uh, with yeah. the seller. Joe actually had a good relationship with the lender. Yeah. Exactly. So that helps a lot because if if things happen like that and you have a seller that needs to sell right now. Mm-hmm. They, they, they won't play that game, you know? So uh, that's pretty good, man. Mm-hmm. And, and let me tell you a little bit about, because if, if, you said somebody might think that, oh, Yosef, it sounds like a very easy, you just found a deal through someone he knows, selling direct yeah. competition, you know, Lendo was helping, you know, okay, this sounds very easy, but let me tell you what I did until I found a deal. Go ahead, bro. When I joined Jake and Gino March, because of pandemic, everything was shutting down, right? You know, I started consuming the education stuff in March and May, you know, because I couldn't go to uh, any, any meetups, right? I couldn't go to any meetups. I couldn't go to any of the bootcamps and money mixers. What I did was I actually created a meetup myself with uh, my co-host, Nico Sagato, mm-hmm. uh, a virtual meetup in New York and started meeting and people and doing massive networking virtually like literally like a lot of people I met throughout this pandemic, a lot more than before pandemic, right? Yeah. And we were submitting LOIs here and there, rejected. One of the seller um, took our uh, contract and chose, we, you, I think we were used to be bid uh, for other, other buyer and we were just thrown away and uh, we submitted another LOIs constantly maybe we've added about 30 40 deals hours and hours of work every day yep oh so, uh if you think if i sounded like it's very easy to do multifamily uh it's it's not it's not but because it, it, i want i want to let people know that it's it's a lot of work it's a lot of hours on, on in front of the computer for the people boots on the ground it's a lot of hours touring the properties you know talking to the broker there's a lot of networking a huge amount of time and networking you and i do that uh, immensely you know um where we're talking to to uh, man i would say hundreds of people on a week um on the weekly basis and you guys have your own meetup i don't know how you deal with that i don't i, I don't know how to manage a meetup yet you know eventually we're, we're going to start doing that uh, but you guys do so much it takes it takes a ton of work um, and, and obviously we have to, we have to kind of like compress, you know, almost a whole year of work into 30 minutes and kind of bring up the highlights of what happened. But obviously, I mean, in between that, there's, there's a ton of work, uh, underwriting deals is not easy, especially when you're, when you're going into a new market and you're trying to research that market. Uh, there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of analytics and there's a lot of nuances that, you have to take into accountability. Otherwise you're going to get into a bad deal, you know? Um, right. And there's, it, it also takes a lot of education, a lot of talking to the coaches, a lot of, like you say, building that team and, and get to a point that you trust the people that you're going to work with because you don't want to let them down and, and, and they don't want to let you down. You know what I'm saying? So it takes, it takes commitment um, to do Absolutely. what we, to do what we do. It takes a lot of work. Yeah. Um, but it's also very rewarding because, I mean, dude, tell us, I, I mean, 
how do you see your dream coming up now that you're closing the first deal to to be able to have that financial freedom and, and be able to do whatever the hell you want whenever whenever you want with your family spend more time with your family not not be at work you know nine to to like what is it nine to five that's what it's called yeah well nine to six is regular and you know you get to work more if <laughs> yeah exactly so so but how do you see that dream coming up where it's like hey, finally I'm, I'm i'm tasting it mm -hmm. okay so again as you know this one deal wouldn't get me a reach or anything right yeah obviously yeah but this this opened the door to a lot more opportunities now people see i close a deal and they take it, they take me more seriously. Um, well, the meetups and educations, all this was part of my plan to build up the credibility. And based on that, I was able to close and use this on a social media to boost um, my, uh, I guess, my brand, building up the yeah. brand and building, building up the momentum. And all this, well, I know, Help me to get to the second deal and third deal and so on forth. Nice. So doing the first deal means a lot, not only because it's your first deal, but because people say first deal the hardest. I think it's true because now mm -hmm. I just I just get messaged here and there from you know brokers. And a couple of weeks ago I got a I got a message from a, a seller. Uh asking me if I'll be our team will be interested in uh, purchasing his property that he wants to sell. Uh, it was close, uh, close to our property that we closed first deal. And it, that's why the seller, uh, seller looked my post and he read it and he thought we will be able to close it. That's why he directed yeah. it, right? Yeah. So it opens up the door of so many opportunities, credibility and building the momentum uh, it's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. Great, man. Hey, congratulations, bro. Uh, I know, I know it's late over there in New York. It's, it's almost 11. I don't want to take much of your time. I had a blast with you, bro. Uh, I, I wanted to have you in this, in this podcast and I was, I was cheering for you guys to close on that deal because I want to have you, Joe. Um, I already have Hendra, uh, but I want to have you, Joe. Uh, eventually I know Nico close on his own deal, uh, mm -hmm. with other, with another group, but I want to have Nico too. Uh, I already extended the invitation. Mm -hmm. The uh, so, dude, I'm 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 so excited for you guys, man. I I I love you guys. You know, we're, we're a family. Um, please, man, tell us where people can find more about you. You talk about your meetup. Uh, let us know about your meetup. How can they meet with you in New York and Nico? Also, you know, you guys have your meetup. Mm -hmm. um, social media. Uh, how can people contact you? Okay, so um, I have a website called syndicro.com, S-Y-N-D-I-C-R-O.com. And I have a brand called Million Door Club. It's not Million Dollar, Million Door Club. Instagram, uh, Facebook page, you can easily find it. Um, or you can Facebook me. Uh, my name is there as a Yosef, your Brosef. That's a nickname that Chris Jackson <laughs> and Marco got me. A lot of people started calling me. <laughs> so no, I, I, I like Brosef. Okay, I like that too. <laughs> yes, yes. And uh, so that's that's where you can find me. And my meetup with Nico, we do biweekly meetup uh, every other Wednesday, seven o'clock Eastern. We bring industrial guests. Uh, uh, well-known guests and for free education contents and network. Um, it's been great feeling, meeting a lot of people, uh, well-known people like Gino was a guest, Rod Cliff was there, Yona, Triple Adams, and many others. Nice. And we're going to have another great guest among, along in the future, including Bill Hams and so I'm very excited about all this journey um, with everyone that's a part of it. Airman, you are the part of it too. Nico, my partners, uh, you know, Joe and Hendra, Marco. I owe a lot to this group of people, amazing people, Jake and Gino and MIH Mastermind, Hadar too. I think, I think eventually my goal is to give back all this great support I received mm -hmm. so that I could help others to achieve the same. Nice. 
Awesome, brother. Hey, man, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Um, hopefully, uh, I'll have you again, you know, when you close more deals. And, and hopefully one day we get to do some business together. That was one of my hopes for Absolutely. 2020. Uh, uh, but yeah, bro, so thank you so much for the people out there. Please don't forget to give us a, a five-star review. Uh, watch us on YouTube. This is a great uh, episode. If you if you notice, and I'm not trying to make fun of, of Joseph, but he's on his basement uh, right now. Uh, that's that's his uh, temporary office for tonight. So that was pretty cool, man. I I told him, hey, don't worry about it because it's raw material. I love it. Hold on, <laughs> I thought that this was just podcast. Is it gonna? No, be- this, is, this is YouTube, man. This is for everybody, bro. <laughs> oh, I didn't know. <laughs> you could have told me. I thought it was a party. Hey, man. hey, dude. You know what I like, and this is for the audience. The fact that that, and I told you from the beginning, right before we started recording. Uh, is the fact that we're we're immigrants. A lot of the people in the in the group are immigrants. Are people from that, that come to this country without anything, right? And 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 we have this notion that only you know wealthy and affluent people can do can get into these investments. We come from nothing and we're growing just like everybody else. You know, we're not wealthy. We're just every every everything that we save, everything that we make, we put we try to put into these investments to grow more. You know what I'm saying? So don't be ashamed, bro. Don't hey, you, you look great, bro. Yeah. Um, and, and the fact that that we're, we're that we're showing this, um, and, and and we're genuine people, you know, people that that can relate to us and be like, yeah, he's a lawyer, but look at him, he's not the stuck-up lawyer in a tie, you know. You look pretty cool in your pictures on social media, though. If people start following you, man. Um, oh, I, but, I, hey, bro. <laughs> no, dude, it's all good, man. It's 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 awesome. Don't don't be ashamed, bro. You you're doing a lot of stuff that other people are not doing. Um, in 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 yeah, bro. I mean, you you you're giving a lot to the community. Just the meetups. Uh, follow Joseph. You know uh, his meetups. The the stuff that he does with uh, with Nico Salgado is is great. You know, great content, great guests all the time. There's a lot. There's a ton to to learn from these guys. Uh, and and brother, I, I follow you. You know it. You know I, I appreciate all your content all the time, and uh, I wish you the best, bro. Thank you very very much, Aramed, to have me on the show. It was it was great, and I was honored to, you know, have fun with you. Okay. Awesome, bro. All uh, right, peace out. I, I I thought this was a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it is, bro. But we got a video channel. So, hey, for the audience out there, for the viewers out there, thank you. Give us a five star review. Follow Joseph in uh in his team and, and what he's doing. All his success. He has he has a lot to offer. So, uh, until next time, guys. Peace out. All right, Aramid, thank you, thank you. Have a good night.